to the Scottish Business Network podcast. Hello, I'm Fraser Allen. Welcome to episode 51. Is there still a place for clans in modern Scotland? Pauline Hunter of Hunterston certainly believes so. She is chief of Clan Hunter and she argues that clans have a key role to play in drawing the Scottish diaspora back to the old country and creating business opportunities off the back of it. And for her part, she's very active in pulling together Hunter Clan members from all over the world to celebrate their shared culture and their historic home of Hunterston Castle. My interview with Pauline begins in 45 seconds, but first, a word on behalf of our partners, A1 SEO, who help businesses win more traffic from online search. Traffic arriving from search engines is much more likely to convert than traffic from other channels, as you're being visited by people at the very moment they are searching for the products or services you offer. And Graham Grieve, the founder of A1 SEO, is now offering listeners to this podcast a free, personalized 15-minute mini audit of your website. Simply drop him an email at graham at a1seo.digital with your website's URL and a couple of keywords that you want your business to be associated with. Madam Pauline Hunter of Hunterston, Chief of Clan Hunter, it is great to have you on the podcast. You're very welcome. Where, where do we find you today? Uh, good morning, and thank you very much for that kind introduction. I am actually in Anglesey today. Your clan home is in uh, North Ayrshire, I understand, but do you, do you actually live in Anglesey for most of the time? Yes, I do. I live in Anglesey most of the time um, because of the way the trust was set up. I'm actually not able to live at Hunterston, um, so I commute. Right, <laughs> it's a long commute. Um, it must be a shame not being able to to live in the house. I, I guess is are you able to at least spend you know some days and nights there? Oh yes, yes, I can spend quite a bit of time there. One of the first things I want to to ask you, Pauline, is that I think even among Scottish listeners, many people will be surprised to hear that a clan chief remains an active, responsible position. So could you explain a bit about what your role is and, and what does a typical day of a clan chief in 2020 look like? OK. Um, Hunterston Castle, uh, when I inherited um, the chiefship, Hunterston Castle is a complete peel tower um, still owned by the family that originally built it, the Hunters. And also I inherited several clan associations. The interesting thing about being a clan chief is that you can actually make the role what you want of it. And my decision was to become active and to actually make sure that Hunterson Castle will be preserved for the Hunter diaspora but also because it's a vital part of Scotland's cultural heritage as well. It is the most complete peel tower in Scotland. And I wanted to take the clan associations to grow them, um, to see them involved in Hunterston, um, in the preservation of the castle, which they very much wish to do. And it's interesting that this Scottish diaspora has such a strong connection to Scotland. It doesn't matter when they left, because the Scots have had to move abroad economically for many, many centuries, even before the clearances. But there's always this strong link 
to be or visit Scotland. And I wanted to encourage that. A lot of your activities must have uh, been in, involved getting out and about meeting people. Um, so how have you managed to adapt to the, the pandemic crisis and how much of a threat is it to your ongoing ambitions? Actually, we haven't, we haven't actually changed very much. Um, when we were in current, we were in the middle of um, redesigning our website and creating a new logo. And because the team all live in different countries, we were actually already started doing everything online. So we've just continued as we were. And instead of launching, having our gathering this year, because that's had to be transferred to next year, we've actually um, launched our website and made that as a, a bit of an event for the clans people. And I actually conducted um, our first online Zoom clan association meeting. Uh, a couple of weeks ago at Hunterston Castle. Well, how did that go? It went extremely well. We had over 50 people uh, with us. Um, and <laughs> it, it, we had a huge, we have a, I have since I've become clan chief, um, increased our clan associations to include uh, hunters from um, Central and South America and also oh, Mexico. Really? which wow. is unusual amongst the clans. <laughs> but we've, we had a strong contingent of Spanish-speaking hunters join us on our Zoom. Really? So are they hunters that moved across there quite a long time ago? I mean, back in the what, 19th century? or Yes. Uh, actually, the, some of them went to Australia. Hunters that went to Australia then went to Central and South America. Really? Some of them have moved down from... Um, the USA, but they've come from several different places. Stories, of course, of Patagonia and of some remaining Welsh-speaking yes. communities there. Are there any um, sort of hunters of South America? Do they sort of continue to hold the candle for Scottish they do, culture? Very much so. Um, there's a very strong um, family in Argentina that has maintained its connections with Scotland um, and also we have uh, quite a few in Chile as well and I've had oh. a very recent member who's joined us from Belize. They mostly moved with, it was work, I mean Scots have always moved with work so they moved over with the cattle business and have people have diversified and changed their occupations since then. So the hunters certainly get about. Now, you, uh, you, you've come from a long lineage of, of hunter clan chiefs. And I'm just wondering if, if they've all taken the role as, as seriously as yourself or, or do you represent a kind of resurgence in, in the leadership of the hunters? I think many have taken their roles quite seriously. It just depended on the times and the people that the chiefs found themselves in uh, originally. Uh, there would have been many people that the laird would have been responsible for because uh, around Hunterston there was a medieval village uh, which uh, moved actually to West Kilbride in the 18th century. Um, but there was a, there was a, over, over the years, the lairds have, have had to adapt themselves to the different times that they found themselves. 
And I've adapted the role of clan chief to modern times. Uh, and I now lead by example. I'm interested in how your approach compares to other modern day Scottish clan chiefs. I mean, do, you, you mentioned earlier that everybody can really lead their clan in, in the way they feel appropriate. Mm. But, uh, mm. how, uh, are there other people leading clans in the way that you are currently in Scotland? And, and is this any kind of formal association? Do you get together to discuss clan issues? When I inherited the chiefship, I actually inherited it without any experience and I wasn't expecting to become the clan chief. Um, so I very much took it on myself to, to create the role that I saw would benefit my clan members and the preservation of Hunterston Castle. And that's how I've continued to go forward. It's also, I realised that the importance of uh, the connection that the, these Scots have, that our diaspora with Scotland, that they wish to continue through the generations this connection to Scotland, and it remains really strong. So I've very much taken that on board, and so I've involved myself with all the national events that have been run in Scotland um, to promote the clans, and I do go to the Standing Council of Scottish Chiefs, but there's representatives there that go there's only probably about 10% of the actual chiefs that are in existence. Um, when you become a clan chief, you actually by law have to have approval from Lord Lyon. Uh, the heraldic system in Scotland is ruled by law. Uh, once you become a chief and you have been approved by Lord Land, then you're invited to join the Standing Council. But not all chiefs do that. However, right. we have seen a, a certain amount of resurgence, certainly since the um, 2009 homecoming um, celebration. Well, I can't call it celebration of the Battle of Flodden. Um, <laughs> the, the, the celebration of Bannockburn. And, of course, mm -hmm. the involvement of the, the clans in the opening ceremony in 2017, the Edinburgh tattoo. When people think about famous clans in Scotland, they probably think of the McDonald's, the Campbell's, the Stuarts, etc. Yeah. Um, how would you assess the role of the hunters in, in Scottish history? Uh, I would say that the, the hunters have always risen to the challenges of their times. It, it's in, no, we aren't the most famous of the clans, but it is my ambition to make us certainly more well known. Hunter is one of the one of the most common surnames around. Um, so we we we're positive about increasing our membership, which has recently been going upwards quite considerably. And let's turn to Hunterston Castle, because I know it's, as you say, it's a key part of why you are devoting yourself to this role. So you work very hard to conserve it. Why, why does it mean so much to you? And could you tell us a bit, a bit about the castle and what people could see if they're able to go back then and have a look at some point? Well, of course, there are lots of photographs on, on Google if you go on there. Um, the castle itself, the hunters arrived in North Ayrshire in about 1107, and they were invited up by David I. And their role was as gamekeepers and foresters, and this is what they did for many centuries, providing food for the royal court, 
and hunting birds. Um, subsequently, they have their roles have changed and developed, but the castle has always been there. Hunterston Castle is set back slightly from the shore. Um, it is a peel tower, the best preserved peel tower in Scotland. It is standing as it was when it was built. Originally, the surrounding land was marsh, which was easy to protect, so there was no requirement for a moat. This was later drained. And the main road used to go directly past Hunterston Castle. There was a port just offshore. And so all the trade and all the business that was happening would come through this place. Now, of course, it's become a bit of a backwater, but it's still been an integral part of Scotland's history and its heritage. And being the best preserved Peel Tower in Scotland, I feel a, a really strong duty to be preserve this, not just for the Hunter diaspora, but also for all of Scotland. The interview with Pauline continues in a few seconds after this very short promotion. Do you need a communications expert to help you with your marketing, brand storytelling or strategic content? Find out what I, Fraser Allen, can provide at www.allencoms.co.uk. That's Allen with two L's and an E and comms with two M's. And how is the castle looked after now? Obviously, you're not able to, to live there full-time. Is, is there a team based the, there that kind of maintain the car- it? Yes, the castle is um, separate from the house. Um, in the 18th century, the, the hunters moved to something a bit more comfortable <laughs> <laughs> with internal plumbing <laughs> instead of external plumbing. Anyway, and um, so, yes, the castle itself is kept as a museum. Um, it's always open to clan members. Um, we do try and promote it a bit more. Um, we're looking to be part of the COIG, which is a, a, like the Highland 500, but a smaller version. And they've done this around the west of Scotland to promote North Ayrshire, Arran, Cumbria. And we're part of the Shield tour. Talking of, of the local area, I mean, I, I believe that a large part of your mission is also to promote and support the, the wider North Ayrshire community. So what, what does that involve? Yes, I've made connections. I've done a lot of uh, networking recently and made connections with the local village. Because West Kilbride, when it lost all its industry and trade, the all the shops became derelict. And they have turned themselves into a craft village. So I'm part of that consortium. So we help promote each other. I've also made connections through the local tourism business. And I'm looking to promote us to in a wider area to people who are looking for exclusive tours of Scotland. Because Henderson Castle, as it is, is not suitable for huge numbers of people. But it is a very unique building, and it, it would be it's nice to be able to share it with a wider audience. So, thinking again about the sort of pull towards a, a clan, uh, and you mentioned some very far flung members earlier on. So, 
why should someone with the surname Hunter, which is, as you say, quite common, why should they feel any kinship with the clan, do you think? Uh, and what do the active members of your clan gain from the experience? My feeling is that they have actually come to me to get this connection with the castle and with Scotland. I have gone out and I've promoted us, but they they want this this link, this link to Scotland that the diaspora has is, is so strong. And the fact that we still have our clan seat intact and that we haven't, I'm an active clan chief, has been very positive for them. They very much are encouraged to come and visit the castle. We hold clan gatherings for them. And it's about connecting people. Some of them have made international friends that have become lifelong friends. Um, they like to meet up with each other. Yes, of course, they want to discuss genealogy, but it's also about the preservation of the castle. It's about them connecting with each other, whichever country they come from. So it's, it's this great sort of web, really, of connections of people across many different countries. Mm. You mentioned earlier, Pauline, that uh, you didn't expect to become the clan chief. So it'd be interesting to, to kind of go back to your early days, because I believe you, you were a nurse. And, and so sort of growing up, what was family life like and what were your expectations for the future at that point? Um, I was brought up in rural North Ayrshire. Um, we had a lot of contact. My great aunt was clan chief at the time, Eleonora. And we had a great deal of contact with her. Um, we would visit Hunterston very frequently. And then my father took over the chiefship in 1972. And we moved physically to Hunterston then. Uh, no, I did not know I was going to be clan chief. My father asked me in 1992 if I would take on the role. And at the time, I was a district nurse. So... Um, it was difficult with working full time. However, I've been able to develop and change the role. And I have to say that district nursing did give me a greater insight into the role. Uh, and I've been used those skills that I had um, to develop my role. As I can well believe that because my mother was a district nurse as well and it ah. certainly equipped her with a wide range of, of skills with the people that, that she met and, and looked it, after. It certainly does. It's a very rewarding job um, to do. Now, um, back back in the day, a clan chief would traditionally have had to take a stand on some pretty big political issues involving whether to which side of the battle to fight on. Uh, you know, if we go back to the sort of Jacobite rebellions and so on, do you see this leadership role as part of your remit today? For instance, do you take any kind of political stance on issues such as Scottish independence? Um, I feel I do play very close attention to what is happening within Scottish politics, but I feel my role is more about uh, connecting Scotland with the hunters and with the Scottish diaspora. That's very much where I see myself coming from. When I took part with my clanspeople in the opening ceremony of the Edinburgh Tattoo in 2017, up till then, I'd never really understood the 
real function of the tattoo. It's not just about tourism. It's also about bringing business to Scotland. In bringing the different nations together to perform at such a prestigious and iconic event, um, relations, it helps to cement commercial relationships. So it, it helps Scotland as a whole in doing business with other countries. So as clan chief, I see this very much as an opportunity for the clans to get involved, and especially the hunters, involved in promoting Scotland um, so that it's a forward-looking and dynamic and involved with its diaspora. And that there's a huge potential with that for Scotland, not just in the present, but also for the future, whichever direction Scotland goes in. What advice would you give to anyone who is about to take on the role of clan chief? Think outside the box. Move with the times. And don't think of it as a traditional role. It's what you are is you're, you're a public relations figure. You're there, you're an icon. But you're not just doing it for your clan. You're actually doing it for the whole of Scotland. Be adaptable instigate and embrace change and it's definitely not for the faint-hearted and now uh if you're ready pauline it's become traditional to end some of these podcasts with some quick fire questions so who is your favorite hunter ah the first norman levenator for taking the opportunity given to him and possibly then jane hunter who was um the 24th laird now, I, I had asked you for very quick answers, but I'm, I'm intrigued. So what, what, right. could, you, could you explain what was the opportunity that the... Oh, the opportunity, Norman, the hunters originally from Normandy, and they came over in the second wave with William the, Co- with William the Conqueror. They were then invited up to Scotland by David I, who was living at that time under the watchful eye of uh, William and his family. Um, so they took the opportunities when David came up to Scotland, he brought up a lot of his Norman associates and the hunters went with him and they took on the role of becoming royal huntsmen uh, and foresters for the kings and queens of Scotland. I see. And, and so why, why Jane Hunter then that you mentioned as well? What, what... Jane Hunter, she, she was just a very capable woman. Um, she inherited from her father. Uh, she was married to Gould Weston from England. And she and her husband did a lot of traveling. They um, enhanced the house quite a bit, but they also um, did quite a lot to the castle as well. Okay. Um, proudest moment in hunter history? Oh, without question. There are two moments leading my clan up the Royal Mile at the 2009 homecoming with people packed either side and people waving at us out of the window. And the other proudest moment is leading my clan onto the central parade for the opening ceremony of the Edinburgh Festival. Edinburgh Tattoo, sorry. Wow. I can imagine that those must have been exciting it was, times. It was it was absolutely stunning, yes, both times. 
and to have so many clan members join me at both occasions um, made me realise just how much they value their Scottish ancestry. Now, on to culinary matters. What would be the perfect dish for a hunter clan dinner? Hunter's chicken. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, Bonnie Prince Charlie, hero or villain? Well, apparently Ayrshire did not support Bonnie Prince Charlie. So that's all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic reply. Uh, and finally, what is your favourite room in Hunterston Castle and why? My favourite room is not so much a room, it's the parapet. When you get up to the top of a castle, it's a tremendous vantage point. You're looking straight across at Little Cumbrae. If the trees weren't there, you could see Arran to the south. Up the north, you can see right up the Clyde. I mean, strategically, it's a phenomenal place for, you know, for just keeping an eye on what's going on. Um, and it was, as I said before, it was a local business hub. There was a port offshore. You could see everything coming down along the road. You could see who was passing by, what what people were trading with and everything. It was just a, a hub there. And you can see what everything's going on from that, from up on the parapet. Pauline Hunter, chief of Clan Hunter. It's, it's been really interesting uh, hearing from you and discovering what the role of a clan chief is these days and also a little bit of a dip into history as well. So thank you very much. Thank you, Fraser. So which clan are you? We'll be back again in two weeks. Bye for now. To find out more about the Scottish Business Network, simply visit sbn.scot.